Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What advice would you give Brock Purdy this week? I would tell him, silence the noise and just do what he's been doing. I think we have to stop this narrative that I do not like Brock Parody. That's not the case. I'm a fan of Brock Parody, right? And what he's been able to do has been wowing from a fan as well as a person who's played this game. But I just call it how I see it. And I think what he's been able to do with getting guys the football has been something that we've seen a lot of people do, but not at this level. Hmm. Cam Newton, who I like, certainly not afraid to go against the grain. He's got to learn how to say Purdy, but that would help. There he is with Dan Patrick. Um, Purdy is, I think, the most interesting player in this game. And I I feel like I need to, when this happens, I want to make sure I acknowledge it in front of you and everyone. Mm -hmm. For all the different takes and theories about how the Bills need to play to win, it's, it's easy to get away with that kind of stuff when it's so hard to win, when most teams lose. Like, one team wins, so whatever you thought would be why the Bills didn't win in a given year, well, you can say you were right, because we they didn't. Um, and I my thing was all has been for a long time, they're only going to win it if it's Allen as a superhero and they – feed him and they build around him and it's all like last year ended and the the most common t- arguably maybe the most common takeaway was well we, we need Allen to do less that it's too much he can't just be everything to their offense and I, I thought I don't know like I think maybe he does need to be that but here's San Francisco Bulldog with Brock Purdy maybe he's he's at least good Maybe he's great, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. maybe he isn't. They have a fullback on the field all the time. I mean, I we've made jokes about fullbacks here pretty much not in the last few years, but going back, come on with the Bills and their fullback fixation and everything. You got to admit, acknowledge that the Niners um, use check. I mean, he's on the field a lot. Whatever Purdy is, he's not a – you, ha- you have to get a quarterback in the first round. He's the last, the very last pick of his draft. And, you know, one more, Christian McCaffrey 
namely Christian McCaffrey acknowledging his excellence. I'm like, I would never want the Bills to have Christian McCaffrey because then they would run the ball more. And so, I don't know, I want to show my face because the favorite in the Super Bowl has all of those things. They have a a, a seventh-round pick at quarterback that they did not trade up for, to say the least. They have a great running back who's super important. And they have a fullback on the field all the time. And, so, and super expensive, the running back. I mean, I, yep. I guess, you know, having the seventh-round rookie, well, not rookie anymore, but se- seventh-round quarterback in year two uh, on that salary sort of offsets the whatever McCaffrey is, $15 million or whatever whatever he's making uh, as a running back that is, you know, definitely like not not the, the norm around the league anymore. Uh, but they, they make it work. Yeah, like Purdy, I mean, he's – his yards, his yards per. You've seen his yards per attempt on the year. Like I know it's it's scheming guys open and running after the catch contributes a lot to that. His yards per attempt is nine on the year. Like it's again of the the. I, I was thinking about this on Monday. Um, just the the you know the two Super Bowl quarterbacks, the Bills guy and and the MVP, the the presumed MVP Lamar. And looking at Purdy's stats was jarring. <laughs> touchdowns, I, I don't have them in front of me now, but I think it's 31 touchdowns, 4,100 yards, the very low picks, and the yards per attempt is two yards more than everybody else. Almost, right. Nine-point-six yards per attempt, first in the league, 8.3 is second, Tua. So that would include run after the catch? I, I, I think so, yeah. I think that's just yeah, a straight – that's a straight – like, you know, attempts divided by yards or yards divided by attempts. Right. Um, it will get you that number. So, yeah, I mean, it, it takes into account, you know, Debo Samuel and McCaffrey taking swing passes and, you know, going 20 or 30 yards. But still, it's just their passing game was, you know, super productive. So, um, you know, you call them whatever you need to call them. It works. The, 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 the hitch will be, to me, for them – you know, by the time he's due a contract, McCaffrey is probably close to done. So you're, you're probably out from under that, uh, you know, soon enough. But do you want to pay him? You're, you're going to end up where Miami is right now with a guy that you might even internally suspect is not as talented as other guys making $50 million or close to it a year. But we win all the time. And with this coach, it makes the offense work. So do I want to commit? you know, a quarter of a billion dollars here on a contract to a guy that I know is not as gifted athletically, not as talented as these other guys. Well, I think if, especially if they win, maybe even if they don't, I think it's an easy yes. You're playing a team game and this works. I mean, it was bold going with them in the first place when you had Lance and even Garoppolo. And so... This this was the uh, the gamble, and look at him. Like, I, I think it's an easy yes. I think Tua is tough because he's had. I mean, he got hurt last year, but statistically, he's had two pretty much really good seasons in a row. But it is completely. I mean, it's it's the the common opinion. I think would be, well, good luck winning a championship though, because your ceiling is is lower, and you saw. In the game against the Bills, in other games against good teams, including the playoffs, if ever Tua has to improvise, it's over. Like, mm-hmm. it, it in the system, timing passes, maybe even elite. But 
anything off script and it's just over. And I don't know how well over time you can expect to do with that kind of limitation or also how you can improve upon that. Yeah. As a player, and maybe Purdy that's an did area. Show, Purdy showed, I mean, he hasn't been very, I, I guess, maybe not great in the playoffs, to say the least. But he did show, I think in the Lions game, there was like some off, you know, off script stuff that, yeah. that happened there that was I may, maybe somewhat surprising to people who want to put him in the same box as Tua. I think they're pretty close, though. Like, the, the trick about that contract is like, are you going to be? Will you have the support of the best running back in the league and this fleet of receivers and all the stuff? Like, you know, you'll ideally you'd still have the same coach if they keep winning. But I don't know the supporting cast being such a big part of it. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm admitting I, I love the Purdy story, but I think it's closer to Tua, like as far as committing that kind of money. Like I know what it, what happens when you win, but the way you're winning should be a part of that plan. Like I'm not saying they won't do it, but boy, I'd be I I might be a little hesitant to do it as much as I like the story. Well, I guess maybe we should revisit that next week, right? Like if if they win, he'll have two years to go as before he starts to talk about the next contract. Uh it's very hard to separate like that so willingly when you've already won a ring. I mean, you're a legend, and you're still young. A lot, of, a lot can change. Like you're saying, the rest of the roster. This, this Niners team, like, they lost five games, but really only, I would say, only the Baltimore game, the Monday night, Christmas night, where the Ravens' defense just wrecked them. They wrecked Purdy in that game. He was healthy. He got pulled early for Darnold in that game. It was five turnovers and Baltimore dominated. The rest of their losses, I think you could put, almost put an asterisk by. Like, they lost three in a row in October when Trent Williams was hurt. Mm -hmm. Aaron Schatz is talking about they need all their guys. They have all their guys. Like, that's another reason to like them here. McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel. Samuel was iffy last week, and he played, and he was a monster against Detroit or two weeks ago. Kittle and you know Williams is the, the best the best in the league, so they should be. There's not there isn't that excuse, and there was they started five and zero. They lose in Cleveland on a missed field goal at the gun. Lose to Minnesota. Purdy's concussed. They lose the Bengal game when they're down Williams and someone else at least. Then it's six in a row before Baltimore. The fifth loss is Week 18, and they're they're sitting starters. They'd clinched the one already. So um, it's it's a they were saying about the Ravens, who was saying it? Um, was it Ross or someone else? Like, if if they win it, it's a historically great season. And it includes that win in San Francisco. Well, they didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they choked it. The, the Ravens choked it away in the AFC Championship. San Francisco, especially if you beat Mahomes, I mean, that, that's pretty similar. Because they were about as good all year. Yep. The, big, the bigger question is, though, what are we eating <clears throat> for this game? And I'm very excited about my idea. It's oh. not like I invented anything, but I'm very okay. excited about my plans for the Super Bowl. Two words. Possibly, arguably, as delightful a set of words as there is in the English language. Taco bar. I was, I, I, I was going to guess, you say Berea? Berea? However you say that kind of tacos, that's what we had last year. 
mm-hmm. with like a taco bar. Home run. I, I home run. Fantastic. I mean, just so, so good. So good. Yes. Taco bar is a home run idea. You just put the squeeze on me a little bit, coming right with the Berea tacos, because I wasn't yeah. planning on I'm, – yeah. I'm, no, uh, I'm no expert. I've never done that, but all right, maybe. Maybe I have to now. You should you look, look it up. I, I mean, I don't know. My, I don't want to say how hard or difficult it is, because I'll be like talking about how hard my wife is working, because she did all that last year. Um, but slow roast some meat and – That's what it is. Oh, so good. It's a it's a longer process. It's yeah. a longer yeah. cooking process than maybe I have uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday time for. But yeah, I mean taco bar. Come on, today I went out and bought most things that anybody could want. You know, of course you get weird. But for a taco but, um, bar, you got the, the, the for a taco sort of bar the basics. You're you're all set, or more than the basics even. I forgot the black olives though. What about black beans? I got black beans, even okay. the Caribbean black beans with the garlic and the mm. the, the spices. Those are that, I think that's the play there. But I always want black olives, and I forgot that. Now you got time. Stores are time. open between now and Sunday, I think. So you should be fine. <laughs> they, they are. That's good. <laughs> you should find your way all right. More black olives. 49ers and Chiefs. We'll talk about what the outcome of this game might mean to what we say about the bills in the next six months uh i'm not sure it will mean much but i want to i want to talk talk about that and see if that's right 49ers a two-point favorite at home trying to make some show history taking the dog out between segments that was the first time i'd ever done that (laughs) uh we were not successful there's a point system in place Mm. for how she does when she's outside and this one would have to be scored a zero Oh boy, hate to hear that. And, and I hate to hear that. Just a little bit strangely, did not was not eager to come back in. It's not cold out. Maybe that's yeah. part of it. But she just kind of she kind of sat there on the deck, like I don't want to go back in yet. So you think, um, you think maybe she didn't do anything because she sensed the time restraint? <laughs> she was nervous, rushed. like at a urinal when someone's next to you. Like you, just, you, you I guess I'm kind of freaked out here. Maybe she had a little stage fright. I would say yes, except for the fact that I guess every time she's ever gone, someone is standing there looking at her. <laughs> so she should be used to it. Yeah. She should be used to it. Uh, we'll, we'll try again. 803-0550 <laughs> if you want to join us by phone. Sal Capaccio will join us at 6 today. The Super Bowl, of course, is this Sunday. The Sabres next play Saturday afternoon at home against St. Louis. And they play Monday afternoon also against uh, Anaheim. So back-to-back day games, right? Saturday is one o'clock, and then the, Monday. You know, the, that that day game is. Oh, a, that's a week from Monday. It's a week from Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I skipped Monday. a week. Yeah, that's right. I skipped a week. No, they play three in a row at home, starting Saturday at one with the Blues. Then it's L.A. and Florida uh, weeknight games next week, Tuesday, Thursday at Minnesota next Saturday, and then the President's Day home game against the Ducks. There it is. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back after this here on WGR. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.